This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of In Focus. My name is Lonnie Johnson. I am very excited about this In Focus this week. This week, we are visiting with Therapet, and I have the privilege of speaking with Alicia Reinick and Julie Miller. Alicia, you're the executive director, and Julie, you are? I'm one of the founding volunteers. I've been with the organization for 29 years. Fantastic. So I would say I'm in good company. We are too. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the show. Uh, for those Don't you- forget Phoebe's here. That's right. And Phoebe, who won't say a lot no. unless I can interview her one-on-one, <laughs> but uh, Phoebe is the therapist that's guesting with us today. Uh, she is uh, sitting uh, peacefully on the floor while we talk about our human condition. Um, wanted to let everyone know, as always, if you have any uh, ideas or thoughts on InFocus, you can reach us at InFocus at KTBB.com. So far, I think this could be my most enjoyable uh, Yay! In focus, guys. I love animals, and I understand their value. So let's start out by talking about how Therapet started and what it does. Okay. Well, like Julie said, we're in our 29th year, which is pretty spectacular for any business, but much less a nonprofit, especially having gone through COVID. But so we were formed in '94, and um, we've we've grown monumentally. We now have 60 dogs. We have three cats and an umbrella cockatoo named Cuddles. So um, it's it's magnificent. We go to 12 facilities and we're going to talk about that a lot today. Um, but we do animal assisted therapy and visitation. And we were founded by somebody who came here to give a little talk about animal assisted therapy and um, things just kind of moved forward and we were able to establish our own program here. Now we're going strong. Tyler's great, philanthropically speaking. So much so, yes. People are so willing to give. Okay, uh, before we get really in the meat of it, uh, do you have a URL or a web address that they can give to you to donate? Because that's what nonprofits need are donations. Yes. They need money to continue. We'll take it. Therapet.org, therapet.org, and then there's a donate tab there. There you go. And they are a 501c3, so everything is good to go on that. Now we got the business out of the way. (laughs) Let's talk about uh, the most amazing thing that uh, you do is not really anything either one of you do, but what the animals do. So, sorry, Absolutely. And I know, but I love that you said that because I say that a lot and we kind of joke in the group that the humans are just holding the leash and they're the chauffeurs to get the dogs to the, you know, the different facilities and then let them do their work. Absolutely. I think one of the things that's most amazing is when we're in the hospital and we have patients or families who say, this has been the most important thing that's happened to me today. And it's all because of the interaction they had with the dog. Uh, A few weeks ago, we were up on the pediatric floor and there were several patients who'd had surgery that day. And normally if you've had surgery, you're in pain, you don't want to get out of bed, but the nurses want you to get up and walk. Well, there were patients getting up to walk the dogs all all the time the, we were there they were like can i can i take the dog for a walk and we're like absolutely and so we would walk with them and let them hold part of the leash and they there was one one young patient who walked all of the dogs that were there that night i think there were three or four and he walked them up and down the hall twice 
each one of them. So it was just, it was an amazing moment and something that wouldn't have happened had the dogs not been there. Well, what is that connection that feeds us so much with, with domesticated animals and us? It's the human animal bond. Yeah. It, there's just, there is a real, because they can't a real thing back to us. No, they, they, they have empathy with our emotions. They actually can feel what we're feeling and interact with us to help resolve whatever difficult emotion we're having stress i think i just read the other day that they don't they don't as i know they pay attention to what we say in commands but they pay uh, less attention to what we say and what we do and more attention to how they interpret our feelings are is that correct no there's there's tremendous intuition there and we uh, we can talk for hours we've got a lot of stories um but no i mean and i, I told a group just this week that i was speaking to um you know, if you have a dog at home, you you know the science behind what's happening there and you've experienced it. You just don't know that it's happening. So next time you're with your dog on the couch and you're maybe just watching TV, you've had a stressful day at work. There's an automatic relaxation response that's happening in your body and your mind um, emotionally, spiritually, all of it's connected. And so just that very simple act of having your hand on your dog or stroking, stroking their fur um, your your blood pressure is calming. Your heart rate is lowering you're you're getting a little mini therapy session so if you're at home right now and you've got the dog on the couch just close your eyes for a second or a cat, or a cat yes i don't all or animals all animals but if if you're just sitting there right now listening just just close your eyes and really feel what's happening in your body when you're with your animal um it's it's the coolest thing i really try to do that at night after a hard day at work um just experience my animals you know? Yeah, because it releases all of the good hormones in your brain too, mm -hmm. all of those stress relieving hormones. So it's it's just there it's are a miracle. stress relieving hormones. Yes, there are. <laughs> you never had that. Not the epinephrine <laughs> and cortisol, uh, but the other ones. <laughs> let's quickly just uh, in the in the interest of housekeeping, uh, talk about your event you have coming up October fourteenth. Would love to. Um, so we're planning our twelfth annual Totally Unleashed Gala, and um, we're kind of off the leash that night, and it's at the Cascades, October fourteenth. Uh, we're selling tickets. We've accepted tons of sponsorships, but we would love to get more. And you can, again, go to therapet.org um, and there's an events tab. Click on Unleashed and you'll see all about it. We've got a disco theme this year. So then you're welcome to dress up. Many of us will be in disco attire that night, but it's also just country club casual. And I tell people, we're a very laid back, dog loving group. We'll have therapists there that night. They're the VIPs, so they'll be working the room and getting to meet our guests and really just share that love that they share with the community um, with our donors um, we'll have a huge silent auction we would love more silent auction donations um, so if you own a business or you just have a favorite business in town grab a gift card put a little gift basket together something bring it by we would love it we'll also have a lot live auction that night so and, and of course, music if you want to donate it's <clears throat> therapet.org yes you can just donate um, that night and uh, yeah we'll have big daddy band out of Dallas we brought them in last year and they're coming again this year and man we had a good time um they're awesome performers so um it's just fun i told well, let's people, not forget your mc i mean oh, I, hey. I, you know well 
y'all may know about Paul Gleiser. Um, he is our MC. He's this is the third year. Genius. Amazing fella. Um, we Best were... orator I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Good boss, all those things. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We we love him um, and we just enjoy him being there that night. And he's such a huge animal lover and supporter of Therapet. He loves animals. And I don't want to get uh, too much out of, out of school. I've known Paul for 20 years. That's one of his amazing qualities. But I know for a fact that he uses his for that exact same therapy. Because believe it or not, uh, corralling a bunch of people in media is a stressful job. Is that hard? Uh, <laughs> crazy. So uh, I know we, we've had conversations about it specifically, about how, how much of a difference his dog makes in his life and what a big role he plays in his life. Yeah. Um, so we've got that out of the way. I want to speak now to uh, what, how do I go about getting your service if I'm ready to get it? Um, what would that look like for me? Well, so we contract with 12 facilities in East Texas. We can kind of run through those. So we've got healthcare. We're at Christus and Tyler. We're at UT North facility and Beckham locations. We're at Encompass Health, um, actually doing animal assisted therapy at their rehab table. Um, helping the PTOT speech pathologists um, Monday through Friday every week of the year for three hours every day. There's a dog there. Um, so those are kind of our healthcare centric groups. And then we serve a number of schools. So we're at Bo Shears, which is part of TISD. Um, helping what a great school. Incredible. Incredible school. Oh my gosh. So many neat stories from, I have a from that. Attends. It is a special school. Yes. Um, special, special teachers, special students. And then we bring our special dogs in too. So it's, it's a beautiful relationship. Um, so we've got, we've got both years. Then we have Chapel Hill ISD um, with special needs kiddos there. And then we have a read program at Beckville ISD, um, Rest State Hospital, Skyview Prison. We, we go there every other month. Um, well, East Texas Crisis East Center. East Texas Crisis Center. And then Linda Library. We have a read program as well. I think that's all 12. Were you counting? I wasn't counting. Okay. I think that's all 12. It's a lot. Um, so I noticed what the every therapist I've seen uh, the probably top line kindness and, gen, and, and gentle kind and gentle I would say so uh, do you guys train the animals are they donated to you How, how's it that's a good question because we actually get a lot of really interesting calls um, people calling saying hey can I come pick up a dog and we say no our dogs are the personal pets of our human volunteers they would not appreciate it if you <laughs> took their dog um, so no it's it's very different in that regard you can't just come pick up a dog well I have two dogs mm -hmm. uh, one is extremely nice um, sweet and the other one is very kind and slow moving and she's 11 she's the same age as Phoebe mm -hmm. <clears throat> Uh, I would like to for other people to get joy out of that. So if there's me or someone like me, how do I begin to yeah. help you? Yeah. So um, and we need more dogs. That would be one of my biggest things I want people to hear today. And a lot of times, Julie, I know you've been asked many times, you know, my dog couldn't do that. There's no way my dog could do that. And your response is. I think your dog could do that. <laughs> it's it's the thing is, is that these are dogs at home and then they learn their job. 
And so the, the biggest thing that we need is it's not breed specific. It's based on their temperament and their ability to work as a team with their human owner. So a lot of it is just obedience training. I mean, the very first thing that we tell people is get out and take obedience training classes with your dog and then socialize your dog, which means take your dog to Lowe's and work your obedience and let people pet your dog while you're working their obedience. So they get they get socialized to a lot of different people, a lot of different noises, a lot of different experiences. For instance, one of my dogs is I noticed I'm training her. She's new. She's got she does not like a fan and there's a fan in PetSmart around where all the fish tanks are and she does not like that area. So I go over to Lowe's and we work around all the big fans out in the garden area. So she gets used to that noise and gets more comfortable with it. She's a lab. She's her name's Curly. She's doing great, but she's just young and she needs more socialization and more work with the obedience. So the training goes through a canine good citizen. So you go all the way up to a canine good citizen. And once you have that, then you're ready to take well, you could take early on. Why don't you talk about Therapet 101? We can talk about Therapet. So there's two different class options. Um, the path to becoming a Therapet requires the CGC, Canine Good Citizen Certificate, and then the skills class with us, and then a couple of things after that. But we rolled out a new class about a year ago called Therapet 101, and it's just a fun class, no pressure. It's not a requirement of our certification process, but it's for dogs 10 weeks old and up. Um, it's great if they know how to sit and they're acclimated to a leash, um, but that's the minimum requirements. Of course, we've got to have vaccines too, but they come in and we start introducing the therapy equipment to them at a younger age, and it's an environmental conditioning class. So the, the idea is that you're introducing um, and exposing them to certain things earlier rather than later, and then when they go get their CGC and circle back to take the skills class, they're going to have that kind of muscle memory. They're sponges, and they'll be like, oh, I remember doing the rehab table when I was at 101. Let's do the rehab table in skills class now. Um, and so it's it's been really interesting to watch that unfold. The classes fill up very quickly, um, but it's just a no pressure way to come in and kind of gateway class into the process and see how your dog does. Yeah. Therapet.org will have the information of how you can get into classes also. Or call us. We'd love to just talk to you because people sometimes just don't understand and they want to have a conversation. So that's 903-535-2125. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. um, now, you said something. I, I apologize, Julie. I've got a rubber face. So if either one of you asked me something, because um, I, I, I don't understand. So are, are our dogs allowed at Home Depot? Yes. Lowe's. Where are dogs allowed? Lowe's, Home Depot in this area, um, Half Price Books, uh, Academy. Those are the ones that are coming right off the top of my head that will allow you to come in with your dog. As long as they're well-behaved and on so a leash. Is this an organizational uh, decision by the entity? Each it's, individual entity decides. Yes. I mean, there's not a city ordinance that says we can take our dogs no. No. to Target no. or. No, no, no. Okay. No. I wouldn't do it in Target. I wouldn't do it in Target <laughs> either. But like, so you know. Target. No, no, no. Target's great. Target. No, no, no. Target's no, no. great. Not that at all. No. Just, you know, it's it's a, a little bit more of a shopping environment versus roam around outdoorsy kind of place with, um, yeah, people. Yeah, like Lowe's and Home Depot or you're practically uh, outside. You'll see dogs there a lot, actually. I have. And yeah. That, that's why I asked and that's why I was curious because. Yeah because I've seen them, but I didn't know where to take, like, uh, occasionally take my dog to the dog park. But yeah. I, I'm very blessed to have, like, a really big area to, to play ball with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do for mm -hmm. our, uh, the young dog runs and chases the ball. And the, the old dog, oh, hey, Phoebe. 
Evie just came to say hello to me. Are you and, feeling uh, stressed, Lonnie? Yeah, I'm like thinking she needed <laughs> you know, needed she her. Let me raise she's, my voice. She's picking up on Here's things. Here's a guy with a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, to give you guys, I know this is uh, not a visual medium. Um, so Phoebe is beautifully brown and reddish. Kind of looks like a an indigenous East Texas girl's <laughs> hair color. Um, and uh, she's very calm. She's very sweet. And she uh, came over when I raised my voice which really tells me something I don't think she knows. So they can't tell whether I'm raising my voice out of frustration or excitement or can they? Oh, no, she, I think she I, definitely they, knows. they definitely know the difference because when you're when you're angry around an animal, if you've ever watched them, they put their ears down, they look away, they 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 can feel that negative what most people consider anger a negative emotion but they can feel it and so they react to that well here's where all my questions are and i want to make sure that i don't get so uh internally interested that we don't do therapy but so uh, i mentioned to you that my office uh, associate and i uh, both uh, i don't want to overuse the word rescue we came to the aid of a bunch of uh, like some creep or creepette dropped off a whole family of dogs so we got two from them four weeks old mm -hmm. wow. we got them our animals our dogs do they can they feel trauma and remember trauma before that age can they remember being dumped and i i mean who really knows there i mean there are signs sometimes but i, I do want to throw in here before i forget more than half of our therapists are rescues um, they're great and, and there are some animals that you can tell that they have been through some traumatic experiences um, just because of their behavior but then I think others are dogs are very resilient in general um, but there are others then <clears throat> that are rescues and they'll come into the program and I think it gives them a different level of insight because of what they have been through sometimes so it really depends on the individual dog I mean you don't ever want to take a dog that's truly um, still experiencing that trauma and and try to expose them to things like that but um, other dogs I mean if they if they're rescues they probably have experienced some trauma but they're resilient well, it, what, and what would it you just share? makes me cry that like in, in my personal case if I if I have anything in my hand it can be a shovel mm -hmm. a broom anything of you know like a paper's not gonna do it but anything in my hand this dog will not come to me yeah she just sits down and looks at me yeah so I have to go put down what I have in my hand and of course I'm exasperated by that point I'm like come on I'm never <laughs> yeah but they have memory they do have memory I mean you can see that when they dream they have memory I mean yes. they say dream animals yes. dream a but lot. you know a lot, a lot. and I a lot. I think one of the things you said the word grateful around rescues I definitely think that dogs that have been rescued when they are given a purpose are grateful they all of a sudden it's like I have something to do because every dog needs a job mm -hmm. whatever they were bred to do they need something to do and that's why using the dogs as in the therapy program with, with Therapet has been incredibly rewarding you know I, I another patient that I have talked to this before but I'll talk about this one again because it's one of the most impactful ones that I remember please do I want you guys to give a couple of yeah studies. and I've been doing this 29 years and I'm a nurse and so we and I was an ICU nurse um, still am but I do not work in the hospital anymore but we had a patient who'd been in a car wreck and who was in a coma and her family asked if the if the therapy dogs could come in and be with this patient because she wasn't 
she wasn't doing anything. She was making purposeful movement, like trying to pull the tubes out and everything, but she would not respond to the nurses, the family, the doctors, no one. And so I said, yeah. I said, does she like dogs? She's not allergic Did all the, you know, safety questions. And they were like, yes, please. So I brought in my dog Splotch and he, at the time, he was a big golden retriever mix. And we laid, laid the dog on the bed next to her. And I just put her hand on his back. And I said, I brought a special friend. I brought a dog for you to pet. I want you to pet the dog. And then I shut up and everybody just watched. And very imperceptibly at first, she started to move her fingers and she started to scratch his him. And I said, well, you keep doing that. You keep petting him and I want you to pet the dog. And within five minutes, she was full stroking the whole length of the dog, head to tail, just moving her arm all on her own, back and forth, stroking the dog. And so I don't know how much time we, I spent there, maybe another five, 10 minutes. She never responded to me. She never responded to her family, never responded to any of the nurses or the doctors. But the very next morning, she came out of her coma. I have chills telling that story. And I've told that story a hundred times. But it was an amazing miracle that happened. And the other cool thing is, is that, you know, this probably happened 25 years ago. Someone saw a post on Facebook with the picture of my dog in bed with that patient. And that patient had posted about her journey and had posted one of the pictures from, from that, that long from ago. that long ago. It's still, yeah. It, yeah. Well, since everybody's crying. <laughs> Sorry. Wanna, uh, that's all right. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we I can thought, tell you more stories. Thought, well, cry harder. <laughs> I want to get, the, this is something, uh, and I, I apologize personal to me, but um, we have uh, so many of the baby boomers generation uh, suffering from dementia. Mm-hmm. It's just gutted their, generation um i've got some personal experience with it i know how difficult the communication can be how effective are therapeutics for dementia patients uh parkinson's patients uh you name it the the, the, you know muscular disease uh, uh, what do they call that? The brain, you know. Neurologic. Dementia. Neurologic. Neurologic, thank neurologic you. I, disorders. I'm not the sharpest. No, no. I'm a nurse, so, you know, I have those big words. <laughs> the neurologic disorders. There's a lot of different research that's been done um, on autism, on dementia, on. Autism you know. would be another good one. Autism is the research on autism is really amazing. And I think we've seen some of those miracles at Boshears mm-hmm. where you you bring the child or the, the adult even from a level of not interacting to interacting over a period of time when they're working with the dogs. So I don't have any specific studies on dementia that I can that I can quote, but there have definitely been a lot of studies that show that the therapy animals do release the brain chemicals that are released when you're petting a dog, like dopamine, the relaxation ones. Those are all released when you're petting a dog. And Why don't so, we get the same joy when we pet other humans? And I'm not trying to be cheeky. I'm just saying, what what gives us that They're special? non-judgmental. I was going to say that. And and. I mean, it was a serious question. No, yeah, they're non-judgmental. The well, dog is non-judgmental. They're not going to judge what you're doing. Now, along with what we were talking about with just, um, you know, Parkinson's or um, any sort of neurological thing where you're not sure, you're not sure what's going on in that individual's head. Um, I had a volunteer tell me last year that she took her dog to Rest State Hospital. Um, you know, there's a wide range of, of patients there and, and things that they're going through, but 
that um, they're they're walking past this patient who's in a chair and just seems very non-responsive. Head is down, um, just kind of slumped, looking at looking down, not really seeming to be aware of their surroundings at all. And so she made the human judgment that 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 person didn't want to interact with the dog. She's walking past and she said her dog just like put the brakes on and wouldn't keep walking. And so she kind of backed up a little bit, brought the dog back to the patient and the dog kind of popped her head under the patient's hand and the patient didn't move except for the hand started stroking the dog. The dog had the intuition to know that person needs me. They want something from me and I'm going to give it to them. So it, it's along the same lines. I, I mean, I got chills. <laughs> I it's, mean, a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I think uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the human race. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I'm not. I, I'm fairly jaded and cynical, uh, except when it comes to animals. And uh, I'm partial to dogs because mm-hmm. I'm a big dumb. I'm, I'm a goofy, you know, guy. I'm not cats. I, I, I I've had cats. Uh, I know you guys uh, work closely with Gal Helms, uh, right? Of uh, the pets for. Uh, SPCA, SP, SPCA pets circles. for people, Nicholas Bedhaven. Right. We we love supporting rescues because so many of our dogs are rescues. Well, when I got a cat from them, they made me like swear that the cat would never go outside, uh-huh. and so I lied. Uh oh, you, yes. you just outed yourself. The cat lived a full life. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but that was happy. I, you know, but uh, uh, dogs. There's just something about them. The 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 comment you made about the dog walking by uh, the patient and then knowing then. That I think the intuition is what's so strong because it's something that that I find is as a human race we don't really walk in walk towards too much is intuition we want to use an intellectual ability uh, to supplant intuition and sometimes intuition can be a much kinder tool to get the job done we're so judgmental of one another um, I mean just I thought I was 70 it, I did th- well, well you, you did tell me us you were 70, 70. We, we digress <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but no I mean we just we make quick judgments as humans if we don't see like in another person and dogs do not judge Um, they just see a person and kind of assess their needs and then immediately try to fill them it's beautiful it is if we could all be like dogs it would be it'd be a different world you know the other thing i think that is really cool especially during um, covid we were not allowed in the hospitals and one of the biggest things that we do besides visit patients is visit the staff and reduce stress. And so the the miracle of us coming back in after COVID and they were so off the chart, all the nurses and, you know, just everyone was so off the charts, stressed out and just have them, you know, bring the dogs back in. And at first, when we came back into the hospitals, we were only seeing the staff. They let us come back in to just see the staff. And that was just, it was a beautiful thing because the staff were just so appreciative and, you know, overworked. and yeah. overworked and stressed. underpaid and stressed and loving it and being able to have that, that moment, you know, and you could see nurses, you know, they'd get down on their knees and put the dog's head right, mm-hmm. you know, right eye to eye and just bury their head in their, their fur. It was just, it was a beautiful thing. I know. Who thought this would be an emotional? I thought it was going to be just, just, you know, an easy one. Um, uh, October 14th. Can we tell yeah. everybody again what's happening? Yeah, it's our Totally Unleashed Gala. Uh, it's at the Cascades. We're selling tickets online. It's a, a wonderful meal, open bar, um, incredible live music. We'll be dancing and just having a good time. And the best thing is you'll get to meet a lot of the therapists that night. And I promise you, if you come, you will be completely sold on our mission. Um, you'll want to get involved. We 
just suck you in like that. And we need more people involved. We, do. we need more humans. We need more animals. We need more people. So please consider it. Okay. Uh, Therapet.org. And now, so as a human, I'm a human. So as a human, what can I do? Like after you get up and leave this interview, if I'm interested in helping you mm-hmm. and I, I can either be of service through my dog or through myself, how, how did, what, what are you looking for? Just, I mean, main, I'm not as nice as my dog. You, you, well, we'll, we'll still take you. Um, so since we're 501c3, we do not charge any of those facilities I mentioned earlier for our services. So we're fully donor supported to be able to do our work every day. One of our dogs is at one of those facilities every day of the year. Um, calendar is packed full. Um, but because of that, we need more dogs. Um, because unfortunately the sad part is that we know every year we're going to lose some, um, so we've got to be filling that tank back up with new ones. And it's a long haul to get trained. So um, just call us. We'd love to talk to you about the training process and give you some recommendations, get you into Therapet 101. We'll have, I think we have a couple of spaces left in the September 20th class. So jump in there if you want to. 10 weeks old and up. That's it. Um, but we'll have a ton of classes starting in the new year in January. And if you don't have a dog, we need volunteers without dogs. We need volunteers to help us at the hospital, you know, so and, and at the schools. And when we go out and we have community events we need people that don't have animals with us last quick stupid question do the dogs understand their value 100 percent they know what they're doing and they know they have a job there is a video on facebook of phoebe getting ready to go volunteer and i was teasing her and i said no maybe we shouldn't go and she was squealing she was like having none of it she was like no we need to get in the car and we need to go because when they get their bath they see the cape they see the leash they know they're going to do their job and for our volunteers who have multiple animals, when they start seeing that that stuff come out, they're like, "Wait, who's going to go today?" Yeah, like I had I had to block Lambo from the door because he was like, "I need to go." I'm like, "You didn't get the bath." How many animals do you have? We have 60 dogs right now, okay. three cats. And, How many humans and cuddles? We have 120 humans. We have a ton of need committees. More of There's yep. committee committees you can plug into. So many ways you can help, and we're a fun group. You seem like we are we fun. Are. You seem we're like. fun. If you ever want to add a cynical old grumpy guy, come on, come on. Old, you, you're more than welcome to come and uh, uh, allow me to do it. Uh, oh, this has been a little bit emotional, Julie. Uh, Alicia, thank you very much for more coming in today. And uh, again, it's therapet.org. That's therapet.org. And then on October 14th for the Totally Unleashed. Totally Unleashed. I will see you. <laughs> Uh, Super. October the 14th. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you. you. It was a joy. Great, great week. Thank you. You too. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.